season two. It's season two. I took too long of a break, so I'll just make it up by saying that was my summer break, and now it's season two. Season two of Stop Watching the Podcast, the podcast you're currently listening to. Um, I'm still Kirk. I'm still trying, trying being the keyword to not watch the show The Office, failing at it miserably, um, and talking to myself uh, with a microphone in front of me. Um, But yeah, I I took a couple weeks off. I traveled. Um, So, hey, it's season two now. That was that was a pilot season, working the kinks out. But I'm back. Um, so this is S two E one. Uh, Stop watching The Office. Um, I wanted to talk about movies again because I mean I watched a lot of stuff while I was wasn't podcasting and traveling and being lazy and just watching random stuff. Uh, but I watched a couple things on Netflix, a couple movies I wanted to talk about, but. Uh, watching them and thinking about them and thinking about being an episode of it made me re- remember way back, back in the day of uh, 2000, the early 2000s, the earliest big 2000 and 2001 when I was in high school and I worked for a place that doesn't exist anymore, um, an industry that doesn't exist anymore. I worked for a video store, a video rental store. Um, Back then, the main two were Blockbuster and Hollywood Video, and like there were other mom and pop and smaller shops. But after a while, those were the two main ones. And I worked for Hollywood Video. It was funny because I worked for Hollywood Video, and there was a Blockbuster like right across the street, and a movie theater like in the mall. It's so weird. Um, but the reason these movies made me think about those because. They weren't movies that were in the movie theater. They were kind of, well, now they call VOD, video on demand. Back in the day, they're called, like, straight to video. And at, like, Hollywood Video, the way the store was set out was, like, all across the walls, there were shelves with videos you can rent. And those were most of, well, 90% of the time, new releases. Uh, movies that just came out on video. Like, we would stack the walls with stuff that was, like, brand new, and people would, you know, go there to rent them. But in the middle of the store, there were, like, these straight-to-video movies. Like, these, you could call them indie or low-budget or, but that's what's it, that was in the shelves in the middle. And these movies I watched on Netflix made me think of those. Because back then... The majority of people would go to the new releases because that's what they wanted to see. But there's always select few people who would just only watch those straight-to-video movies. And I can never understand them growing up. But it seems like nowadays that's what the bulk of Netflix is filled with. Those VOD or, you know, straight-to-video movies or indie movies. Also, a lot of foreign movies. If you, like go deep into a category in Netflix, there's a lot of Indian, like, Bollywood movies. I was surprised. I watched a couple, like, a while ago. Um, They're hard to follow, but some are good. There's a lot of action in them and a lot of overacting, which I sometimes love. Um, They do feel kitschy, but they're still good. Um, But, yeah, back to the straight-to-video movies. So the the movies I watch, well, I watch a lot, but the, the main idea of this episode the first one i watched was a movie um 
It was called The Clapper um, on Netflix. I think I don't I, I don't know if this was a Netflix original or it was just um, a movie on Netflix. Um, but it's it's called The Clapper. To me, it it reminded me of those straight to video movies. Like it starred a you know a pretty big actor, um, Ed Helms, connection to The Office, who played um Andy on the office uh he starred in it along with um Amanda how do you say that Amanda Seafried Seafried it's a weird name to say S-E-Y-F-R-I-E-D Seifried I don't know it's probably easy to say I'm just overthinking it but it basically it was a story about a guy who moved to LA and was working like as an audience member in those infomercials that show up on TV like late at night or play like on weird channels. And he would play just somebody that's called the clapper. He would just play somebody who was clapping and would just ask a question to like a celebrity who's pitching Swampland somewhere for an infomercial. And he was on a lot of them. And he ended up getting like way too much publicity than he wanted to. Because he just wanted to be a guy in the background and there's a whole, you know, love story. And also his uh friend who was also doing the same thing he was playing a clapper on these infomercials was Tracy Morgan. Um it's a to me these are these are it's a com it can be labeled a comedy, but I think for me these are one of those movies where it's a drama with comedic elements. Like there's some comedy, but it's it's a overlying drama dramatic character study. That's what I would label it as. Hard to say, but I wouldn't just say it's a comedy movie. Um, I'm looking at the meta store, meta critic score, 21, which I think is really low. <laughs> I guess it didn't get good ratings. Um, but I, I liked it. It was just, it got a 5 out of 10. I don't even want to look at the reviews. It's one of those movies where, like, if it's, like, watch it and have no expectation, just watch it and just, you know, that like get in not get into the story but don't think too much about it but it was interesting it wasn't it's not great it's not you know gonna win it's not wasn't at sundance or anything but it was good um i really like tracy morgan's character like he didn't play he kind of played a guy who was a bit i don't say a bit off he was like a person who might have been like autistic like who didn't have good people skills i like that was such a different character than tracy morgan usually plays it was it was kind of interesting um watching him play that type of character um yeah but those were that's one of those movies that wouldn't be on the outside wall at hollywood video it'd be like on the inside or like the back they would put like those new release straight to videos like all all the way to the back you could tell they were because they were like you never heard of them and the box art for them would look really like crappy like people's like if there was a hand and a face it wouldn't match it would look like super imposed i couldn't stand those when i was working there they always look so weird to me. Um, like, it would have two people on it, and they'd be looking in a weird direction. They wouldn't, like, line up right. This I'm looking at the cover for this right now. It, it looks like that. Um, the second movie, that was another uh, a straight-to-video one that was on Netflix. Uh, well, I, this one, I don't know if it's considered straight-to-video. To me, this would be considered, it would be in the middle, but it'd be like an indie movie that didn't have a wide release. It'd be like one of those ones that were only in New York or California and Sundance and 
film festivals, but then it would end up on video. It was called Don't Think Twice. Um, another movie with a movie that's later like comedy and drama. To me, it's like a drama with com- comedic elements because it's about comedy, which is a bit weird. But it's about um, an improv group, improv group, um, and what happens to them when like one becomes really successful and famous. Like there's a like like the whole improv group uh, wants to be called wants to get on this show that's that's a fake show on the movie but it's it's basically the same thing as saturday night live and one of the members kind of uh outshines them and gets a spot on there while they are kind of still struggling in this improv group but it's um it was really good uh i was expecting to to for uh to really cry while watching this like i expected to be really more emotional there was emotional elements but not as much as I was expecting. It was still good. Um, like, I guess Keegan-Michael Key is the main uh, character, but it's also Jillian Jacobs, Mike uh, Biglia, which I can never say his name. He, he wrote and directed it. Uh, Kate McCucci, uh, Chris Gethard, uh, Tammy Sager. So it's like all improv people who pe- or people who got their start in improv and um, comedy in this movie which is really good um it's a, it's an all right movie it's not too sad it's not too light it's 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 one of those things where it's a drama with comedic elements um and then the last one which can have a whole story about uh because it's an adam sandler movie it's an adam sandler netflix movie like this this to me is a big bulk of like straight to video what Netflix has built. They have I don't know what kind of contract he has with them, but he keeps churning out movies um, for Netflix. I, I guess it works for him and Netflix. Uh, I guess they hit like a demographic of people watching them because there are, are a lot, a lot of them. Um, but the one I watched, uh, I didn't have control of the uh, the Netflix this time. This I ended up watching. Um, I guess this is the latest one to come out. It's called The Week Of. It stars um, Adam Sandler and Chris Rock, where they play uh, two fathers where their children are getting married. Um, this one is straight up considered a comedy. It's Adam Sandler's Chris Rock. It's a comedy that really wasn't funny. Like... I think this is the only one of these movies that Chris, uh, not Chris Rock, but uh, Adam Sandler has done on Netflix that I've actually watched. Like that movie Ridiculous Six or whatever else there is. Like a Billy, yeah, Billy Madison. That's his production company. I guess they have a deal with Netflix or they're producing straight for Netflix now, which is fine. Um, But like, this is like, it felt like, a comedy movie where the timing was off on every single joke. Like there's some jokes that land, there's some slapstick, there's some, it's the usual, what you expect an Adam Sandler movie to have, but it's just, it just, nothing ever comes off funny, which is kind of weird because the story isn't that bad. Like Adam Sandler, the main character, his daughter is getting married and he has like these big plans and he wants to be, do everything himself and Chris Rock's character. Um, his son is marrying Adam Sandler's daughter and he's very wealthy and successful and he wants to kind of help 
while everything is falling apart for Adam Sandler's character, but Adam Sandler's character is very uh, stubborn and he wants to do this himself. He wants to be the father of the bride. Um, but everything's falling apart. Uh, like everybody, both sides of the family end up in his little house in you know Long Island, and the story itself isn't that bad because at the heart of it, it's somebody feeling that they have to be responsible for everything and them learning they have to let it go and let others help them and, you know, get over their pride and their sense of responsibility, which isn't a bad story. And this movie could have been good if it was a drama. Like if this movie had more dramatic elements and it just wasn't slapstick and like Steve Buscemi didn't show up with a giant bottle of vodka or there wasn't an old man who has no legs and Adam Sandler has to carry him around and stuff keep falling on his head and just comedy that doesn't work. There's, there's a couple funny elements, but not really. If this movie was a straight up drama, even if it starred Adam Sandler, like if it was like Punch Drunk Love or something like that, but not that serious, this movie would have worked. If it was about a character study about him as a father trying to not be in control and have this uh, paternal responsibility, him just trusting whatever happened and letting go of his oldest child. It would have had a better, uh, it would have been better. Let me say that. Um, but this, this definitely would have been a straight to video movie all the way on the back wall. Like Netflix has its own Adam Sandler section. If Netflix was a video rental store. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to talk about. Um, man, it's so weird. Like if I try to, if I had a child right now and I told them, you know, in high school, I worked for my money and be like, where did you work at a video rental store? I wouldn't, <laughs> it would have taken me longer to explain what the concept of a video rental store is to a child today. That would take so long, but, um, yeah, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Um, so I ended there season two. Episode one of Stop Watching the Podcast. Stop Watching the Office, the podcast. I'm Kirk. I'm still messing up the name of my own podcast, but thanks for listening. Catch you on the next one. Peace.